Hey, everybody. My name is Jasper Smith, also known as Mr. Bill Wealth. Some people call me a financial educator, financial planner, financial advisor, their credit counselor, insurance guy, investment guy, retirement guy, probably other names. I think financial concierge sums it up quite nicely. I've worked in the financial services arena close to 15 years now, and I've experienced people from all walks of life. The key thing that I've discovered which sets the wealthy apart from others is one thing. The wealthy have a comprehensive financial game plan. This game plan is something they commit to, update as needed, and it's appropriate for their current stage of life. No matter where you might be on your bill wealth journey, I hope you find the stories and information shared on this podcast useful. Take what you learn and apply it to your life. And please share what you learn with your family, friends, coworkers, and community. Why? Because the more you share, the more you'll help me disrupt generational poverty for everyone so their kids' kids' kids can live a life of privilege. We kick off every episode with story time. During some episodes, you'll hear an inspiring story that will provide you with the encouragement or motivation that's needed to face your financial fears head on. While other stories will be cautionary tales that might help you avoid financial setbacks in life. Some stories will be general observations that Mr. Bill Wealth has made from living life as a financial services professional. Either way, we can learn so much from the actions of others and consider maybe jotting down a few notes while you listen. Oh yeah, you'll even hear some personal stories from Mr. Bill Wealth himself. All right, let's get to it. The title of this story, The Lottery. I'm not a fan of playing the lottery because the odds, I already know, are are not in my favor. But occasionally, I'm roped into playing when there's like a really big jackpot. And it stems from just friends who are like, oh, we should get a ticket. I'm like, cool, give me the money. And, and, And so usually I'm like, able to get the ticket using their money because I just I'm not a fan of of really playing but I get it right there's this chance that winning that type of money I mean yeah it'll be life-changing I got that but people in my industry typically refer to the lottery as the poor man's game and the reason they call it that is and I know this for so poor people feel like if I win all this money, I'm out of poverty, my life has changed forever, so on and so forth. Problem is, a lot of people who win the lottery, the ones who are really kind of down and out, they win it and then they blow it. So, on one hand, we're excited about potentially earning all this money by paying for this ticket, but then the flip side, we never trained ourselves to really properly manage our money. And so if we were struggling managing our our current income, what makes you think you're going to be successful at managing millions of dollars? So there's this disconnect from the people who want to get this money quick. They don't take the time to really educate themselves and really start formulating a game plan 
So in the case they win the lottery, they won't blow it. So and again, I'm generalizing, of course, but I, I would hope that the people who play consistently, one, I hope it's not money you necessarily need, meaning you're not using your rent money to buy lotto tickets. You're not using money for the kids to buy lotto tickets. Like if you make enough and you allocate a few dollars out of your budget to buying lotto tickets, I'm cool with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's 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 fine because you you do have to play to win. So, and there are people who play a lot and there are people who have won multiple times, but those are few far in between, like those ones who win multiple times. Like maybe they just got luck on their side. Who knows? But we're not ready for all that money. And the example I try to share with people is the the athlete who grew up in, let's say, a tough neighborhood somewhere in, in, in the U.S. And so now you've come up because you have this incredible talent with your sport and you sign that first contract. And I'll say probably even before you sign the contract, like life hits you like family, friends, everybody's reaching out with their hands and like, yo, give me some, like we helped you, we supported you, like we need our cut. You haven't even earned your first paycheck. You just maybe got drafted and you're about to sign or you have signed your contract. You ain't started getting paid yet. But there's this sense that now we are all entitled because of you. And so that's why a lot of athletes struggle with their money because it's like family and friends who are hitting them up for everything not understanding that they're not going to have all this money forever. But that's what I think about when I think about the lottery. So you're struggling one day and then they call your numbers. You're getting millions of dollars. Are you, are you ready? Probably not. So I always hope in this perfect world that if I'm playing the lottery consistently, I'm already thinking about where would the money be spent? Yes, you're going to have some fun with the money. I got that. Yeah, you want to go you know, help some family members. I got that. But I would hope that you have some of your personal stuff sorted out first around what you want to do for yourself first, then for your family, then maybe for a few friends. And then, you know, maybe you should save and invest the rest of it. So, so if you have the game plan already ahead of time, then you'll probably be able to enjoy the money forever. Now, you typically get those two options of taking the lump sum. So they take out the taxes, you get a, an amount smaller than what the jackpot might have been. And that's an option. Or you can take the annuity payment and get, you know, X amount of dollars per month for the rest of your life. And, and for everybody, it's going to be a little bit different as, a, as to which option makes the most sense for them. And, and again, I think about if you've got a good or a somewhat of a financial plan in place, it's very easy for you to make that decision of lump sum versus taking that annuity payment. So I'm sharing all this with you because I've had this happen a couple of times in workshops is a person who like plays the lottery all the time. And this one, I'm never gonna forget her. So there was one of those mega lottos, whatever it's called. It was like the highest that has ever been in terms of amounts at that time. And she was like, man, Mr. Smith, I can't wait to get my tickets. And I was like, cool, what's the jackpot? She was like, it's like 200 million. And I was like, nice. And I was like, so do you play the lottery often or only when it's these big jackpots? And she was like, I only play when the big jackpots hit or, or, or are available. And I was like, huh, so you don't ever play like the smaller amounts? And she was like, I mean, she almost looked disrespected when I said that. She was like, why would I play the smaller ones when there's 200 million on the line? 
And I was like, you wouldn't be happy with like 17 million, 13 million, five. And I just started throwing out smaller, <laughs> smaller numbers. And she was like, that's stupid. And so then I said, you, you know that. Or maybe you don't. I said, no, nah, I didn't say no. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, maybe she doesn't know this. But I was like, you do know that the odds are more in your favor for the smaller jackpots, right? <laughs> Again, looking like, yo, he disrespecting me right now. She was like, that's dumb. Again, I got a chance to win 200 million. I'm not wasting my time on playing the $17 million jackpot. I was like, in my mind, y'all, I'm like, clearly, this is why she was in my financial workshop that day. It's now time for the If You Were Me segment. People are always searching for those financial gems that can assist them with achieving financial greatness. And with that comes three questions I'm constantly asked. One, what do you think I should do? Two, if you were me, what would you do? And three, what do people in my situation typically do? When you're putting together your bill wealth plan, it's got to be personalized and unique to your situation. However, when people ask me those questions, they are looking for blanket advice. I generally don't know enough about their situation to make a proper recommendation. So I do my best to give general guidance that they could have probably found doing a quick search on the internet. It's then up to them to act on that information or sit on it and do nothing. I figured I'd put myself in someone else's shoes and tell them what I'd actually do. So if you're listening to this and you have a financial guru or influencer you follow, here's what I would do. Financial gurus or financial influencers, they got a brand and maybe that brand is so strong and it's produced an incredible following and that may be what sucked you in and got on your radar and then you began to follow them and listen and maybe you've purchased some some products or services from them and maybe it's working maybe it isn't but if I were you and I follow a guru or an influencer I have to really start to ask myself is this person a financial planner advisor have they sold insurance have they been an investment advisor like what's their background like did they just kind of launch and through their life's experience now become this financial person because of what they've done? And if so, that's fine, but you just need to be aware of how they came to be. You know, was this person a former, I don't know, real estate person who's now giving you investment advice? Are they a, a former I don't know, teacher uh, a janitor. And now they're like the budgeting person. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing out random professions that people could have had. And then now they switched over and became this financial person. And I just want you to be mindful that these people all have an agenda, which is totally understandable. Like they're running a business. And I just want you to be aware of that because if I'm you and I'm following a financial guru or influencer, I got to always remember that they're trying to sell me something. They're not just doing all this posting and, and videos and maybe interviews. They're just not doing it because of the goodness of their heart. There's typically something 
behind their efforts. And I just hope that you understand that it's clear because if I'm you, I need that type of clarity. But maybe some of you don't care about their past. And as long as they're giving you what you need on the day that you're getting it, it's all good. But I got to push back on some of the stuff that I see online from some of these people is they're given blanket run of the mill type of advice, which works, right? Don't get me wrong. It's good stuff. But is it the right stuff for you? That's the question I, I want to ask people, because if I'm you and I'm following these financial gurus, these financial influencers, like is the advice they're giving really legit? Again, blanket advice can help anybody on any given day, but how is it helping me to better my financial situation? And maybe some of the stuff is and it worked out. But what I find is so many of us are are following these people, but then never kind of taking that step back and asking, does this make sense for me? You know, wherever I'm at in my life financially, is this product or service or whatever it is they're, they're teaching me, is it actually what I need for my unique situation? A lot of times it isn't. Because again, they're going after the masses. I mean, some of it's good education, but it's will I apply said education? And should I be applying that to my financial strategy right now? So if I'm you and I'm following these people, I need to keep that in the back of my mind. What I also need to understand is a lot of them have very strong opinions about certain products or services. And maybe it's not a favorable type of opinion. Like some people, for example, don't like annuity products. And there are a lot of investment people who hate them, like literally will make it known that none of my clients should consider an annuity. And it, there's a lot of bad press about it from maybe them and from other experts and gurus. And so people begin to internalize that an annuity is a bad product. However, it might actually be a good product for you. And so just know that a financial guru, influencer, somebody with a huge following can be very opinionated because that helps them build their brand, that helps them to build their reputation. So maybe they're saying annuities are bad, but here's the alternative that I can offer you or that somebody in my network can offer you because that's typically what's happening is that they're very pro- certain products and very uh, against others. And so when you find those who are very opinionated, again, I want you to hit the pause button and say to yourself, does that solution even fit for what I need? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but it's hard to kind of challenge some of these people because they have this following and they're getting all this airtime on various platforms but nobody ever kind of checks to ask, like, is this really a good idea? Or is it really a bad idea? Because I think understanding the financial services industry and understanding my profession, I think there's a product or service for everybody, literally. And that's why they were created. But when you have somebody who has some, some stature, some influence telling you this is bad, when it actually might be the one solution that you actually need. It, it, it could be the thing you've been looking for, but because you've been inundated, with all this information or perhaps even brainwash, if I should go that far to just believe that what well, such and such says these are bad. So therefore they're bad. Well, have you ever asked that person how much more about your situation do they know? So can they actually determine that it's a bad idea? 
a bad product, a bad service. Cause that's the, that's the piece that you got to really explore that a lot of people don't, you know? So perhaps you, you, you're following one of these gurus, these influencers, but if I'm you, I'm going to actually go set up a meeting with a professional, like somebody in real life that I can put my hands on that I can actually validate some of the claims they're making. And again, not saying the information is bad. It's just, it's, it's attracting a lot of eyeballs and attention and that's what they're doing. And they know what they're doing. I, I appreciate that. But when I think about the individual who's trying to build out a solid financial game plan, you just aren't sure if what they're telling you is legit. So you should go reach out if somebody's talking bad about a certain product. Well, go find somebody who's a specialist in that product and ask him or her, why do you think such and such thinks this is such a bad idea? Like, what do you think? You're an expert. You do this. You sell this product or service. Why do you think this guru, this influencer hates him? Right? So that's something you want to potentially ask. And what you also got to think about is sometimes they are giving out strategies that seem very appealing, that seem to be relative easy or easy to explore, but maybe they're only giving you the highlights. And so now, because you don't know enough about this product or solution, You've got this sense in your mind that this product is the greatest thing ever. And this guru promotes it, talks about it all the time. Gosh, it might be the thing I need to do. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Here's an example as to why I think we need to challenge some of the stuff that we're seeing from these financial gurus, these financial influencers online, because there was a popular show that I had been following and they've always recommended that people pursue entrepreneurship. They should invest. They should do this and that. It, they always give incredible education about different opportunities. But the problem is these gurus or influencers don't know you. Like literally that's the problem. So now I've had a person who was taking some of this blanket advice, spending money, making investments into things they didn't really understand that sounded good because they we're hearing the story and then they showed them what success could look like if you pursued this option. But to them as the individual, it was a horrible investment. It wasn't where research, they have other things they should have been focused on, but because they follow this influencer, this guru, they just said, my God, if it's working for them, I need to pursue it too. And I think that's the, the downside of following these gurus and influencers like to the T is that they don't actually know you. Okay. So when you're seeing this advice, these topics, take them with a grain of salt, but always, always consider reaching out to an actual financial services professional and getting the real story. As long as it matches up, then maybe it's the good thing and the right thing for you at that time. But a lot of us may not even check these additional sources and we may be falling into a situation that is not in our best interest. So I, I love the financial gurus. I love the influencers. A lot of them are doing some phenomenal work in educating the masses around money and getting comfortable and having the conversation. But please keep in mind that their advice is not unique to you. Hopefully the tips that I've shared will be useful to you as you continue to follow a financial guru or influencer. As always, you should consult with your own financial professionals to ensure the moves you're making as it relates to your build wealth plans are in your best interest. I want to give you, the listener, a big shout out for tuning in. I'd love for you to join me on my quest to disrupt generational poverty. 
Whenever you're ready, head over to thebillwealthmovement.com and fill out the contact us section at the bottom of the page. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at TBWMovement and on Instagram at The Bill Wealth Movement. I also want to ask you a question. Do you have an inspiring story, a cautionary tale, or some good old Bill Wealth advice? I'd love to hear from you. You can send your story or advice to share at readytobuildwealth.com, and that's the number two. So again, that's share at readytobuildwealth.com, or leave it on our share voicemail at 888-56-SHARE. Again, the share voicemail is 888-56-SHARE. I'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Well, that'll do it. Until next time, just know that I'll be working tirelessly to disrupt generational poverty for everyone so their kids, kids, kids can live a life of privilege.